I, I've, I've been from the minute I got it, it's great on track. It, it serves every purpose that I need, but I've been trying to think about what is a way to get rid of it. And so I bought one and it was kind of crappy. This is going. I bought a, one. a bunch of stuff. <laughs> For me, it's pretty much every car I've ever bought, right? Hi, this is Mark. And this is Justin. Welcome to the Seller Cars podcast. We are here with our friend Chris, and uh, we're going to talk about enthusiast car ownership. Excited to hear what you got for us. Yeah, so basically what I have is my top 10 tips. Um, Basically, I turned 25 recently. I've been buying, selling, working on enthusiast cars for 10 years, and I've made a lot of mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) So I I thought I'd bring that here and and share those out. So hopefully anyone listening can avoid these 10. I'm so excited because I've never made mistakes with cars. (laughs) I thought we were playing bingo. We're going (laughs) to collect them all, right? (laughs) Never, never made a mistake. Not once. All right, let's hit us with the the number one. Is is this the most important one? It is. I think so, right? Definitely. Definitely. Let's hear it. Number one tip. Buy what you want. Do not get sucked into what other people think are cool. You know, Instagram is really big. There's tons of car content on Instagram. It's really easy to get trapped into buying a car that social media thinks is cool, but you don't personally love. So me, myself, you know, I've, I've gone through cars. I've sold ones that just didn't really resonate. The way I figure out whether or not I truly love a car is I think back to when I was in elementary school or middle school. If it was something that I really lusted after then, it's probably something I actually want. Hmm. Yeah. Just a question for you, mm-hmm. Prod on that. Are you not allowed to get into new stuff? Like what if um, you what if you experience something and it's magical and you didn't and like a GR Corolla? That's that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've never really approached new enthusiast cars. What's the newest well, car you I, I don't you mean have. new new, but like new when you were ten years ago new. You have yeah. the Fiesta ST. Right? I do. That's I do. Like, that's pretty new. I do, but I think like the way that I came about that, maybe maybe it's not like, you know, going back to middle school, but I found that car on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't really read about it. I didn't really like watch YouTube videos on it. My friend had one. I drove his, thought it was really good, decided to get my own and then found out that, you know, everybody else actually does love that right. car. But <laughs> that said, is it for sale? <laughs> It is. <laughs> Anybody's looking for a shiny new. It's um, really good. It's really it good. It is really good. I just, I don't need the number of cars that I have. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love this number one because, and I'll offer my tiny bit of spin. It's like not about Instagram or like other things. Is I personally don't have, it's not the external influence. It's the opportunistic purchase option. That's the one I, and I think Justin, I, mm-hmm. I fall into that trap. It's like all, it's always something pops up. Mostly because I think I've shopped too much, right? It's like, it's probably spent all my time on the internet on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. So like mm-hmm. I see these opportunities, I see them as opportunities. Yeah. And I, I get so distracted from what I think, what I know I want, right? And so it's like, I think I'm always owning a car that 
is in this is in this bucket where I probably yeah. should not have bought it in the first place. Yeah. So anyway, I can relate to that with the with the shopping. Like if you're if you're looking enough and you understand the market of something enough, and then one pops up for a good deal, it's like whoa. Your rational When's brain, hard, it's yeah. hard to say no, right? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is it should be thirty thousand dollars. It's twenty two thousand dollars. Like part of you should shouldn't want it, but mm -hmm. I think what Chris is saying is totally right. It's like. We should be optimizing for joy, not mm -hmm. a deal. Which mm -hmm. and it's hard to split those two up. For me, this really hit when I bought an E28. Great car. Bought it because it's a big Instagram car now. You know, people think <laughs> mm -hmm. it's really cool. It is really cool, but it it wasn't me. It wasn't what mm -hmm. I wanted. Um, really, what I wanted was a TR6 which looks terrible on paper and nobody out here really cares about. <laughs> no, no you're agreed. Ultimately, what I did is I sold the E28, bought a TR6 and never looked back. Love it. Yeah. What Instagram is he on that E28 is cool? And I was like, I don't know, like, am I, am I got the wrong, wrong Instagram? <laughs> what, uh, Mark, what's, a, what's an example? I just sample for you. <laughs> I'm living, it's like, like I, I, I'm not kidding. It's like, I'm always in this state. Yeah. I'm always in the, oh, I probably should not have, right? I think of cars that like, like, like 370Z, I think checked all the boxes, right? And I think, I think Chris was saying like the, the, the box checking car is definitely dangerous mm -hmm. uh, on the on paper car. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, the 370Z is a track car. Like I got a good one. It's a great one, right? It's all modded and it just not, does not, I, I'm going to admit it, like, I want an E46 M3 and I bought a car that on paper is exactly the same as the E46 M3, except for it's not one. And that's the only thing I want is an E46 M3. Mm -hmm. And I just, it doesn't even matter how it drives. It's like, that's actually <laughs> what I want. And then this idiot here has like 17 of them, right? So <laughs> not anymore. And, and, well, and also like, you know, his passion is like trying to find the best one. And he found what I, I like. It's magical. It is the best. I drove that on the back roads to Sultan. I drove it all the way to the the. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw. It. I didn't. I didn't off road it too far, but I definitely. I went all <laughs> the way to the end of Sultan Basin, and I drove the living daylights out of that car. And I, I was like, I love this car. And after that, I bought the Z. I think, like right around the same time. Mm -hmm. So anyway, your Z is for sale. The, the, right. the Z is. I, I I've been from the minute I got it. It's great on track. It, it serves every purpose that I need, but I've been trying to think about what is a way to get rid of it. Uh, I remember after your first track day, you text me, you're like, it's great on the track. It's awesome. Does not spark joy. Yeah, I don't want it. I was like, oh, all right, it's for sale. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 need to, I need a way to find this out before I buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. You I just got to find friends that have them and then drive the piss I don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, not 370s, but you had driven my E46, so you, at that point you knew how good the E46 is. Yeah. You need to like walk around with like earmuffs and blinders. <laughs> you just like don't don't look at what other people have. No, just like, discover everything on your own. More like Craigslist. It's more like yeah. Craigslist needs to be blocked. We, no, and I, you know, I think we both struggle with this yes. a lot, and I think it's because we have space, we have enough fungible income, uh, disposable income, and we shop all the time. So when you see those opportunities, we put ourselves in the path of opportunity. We we enjoy the hunt yeah. to a certain extent, right? Yeah. To find a good deal, but but focusing that energy on the the ones that we're, it's hard. we're really excited it's about. It's real yeah. hard. 
I was going to say my my example of this is uh, uh, I, I like all wheel drive manual cars. I've had a bunch of Subarus <laughs> and uh, Toyota Celica all track uh, popped up and something I'm very familiar with. Um, and so I bought one and it was kind of crappy. I bought a, one, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> And then I was like, all right, well, this one's not good enough. So I bought a second one and it both felt like really good deals. And the package I was very excited about and everything I loved about Subarus, I was like, it's going to be even better. And um, and it just totally wasn't. And I never got either one of them to the point that I was really excited about it. And I, I sold them both. And also, I think, uh, like, no joke, you've owned many E46 M3s and each one was not exactly the car you wanted. That's different, though, because I love that chassis yeah, and that no, car. Totally. For, but I was buying, I was buying the wrong examples. I was buying examples based on Price. value yeah. or yeah, 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 whatever it was versus, um, yeah. And I had to go, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I went through a lot of them. We've all been there. Two Mercedes got bought. You mm-hmm. and I bought like the E55. I was like, this is a great deal. I love this car. I really want one. Eh, so boring. Mm-hmm. Your wagon. Yep. Owned mm-hmm. it for 10 days. Yeah. Loaned it out for three or four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Number one resonates so deeply. Solid. I, I, I literally struggle with that probably every day. I, I'm going to guess you do too. Mm-hmm. Like every single day of my existence over the past three years has been like. It's the shopping thing that you're talking about though. Yeah. It's like if you if you give me 20 minutes and Craigslist, I'll. You'll find a car to buy. Yeah, exactly. I'll be I will, excited have, about I will have texted 15 people. Yeah. I'm just and I'll be able to rationalize it too. Car, Craigslist, I could sit here and convince you why it's a good, you know. Uh, we we can't go deeper into this one. No, it's, it's, it's shame. It's really it's, it's filled with shame. But yeah. yeah, number one is like it's like a it's like a mirror that I don't need to look at. Yeah, it's really. Golden, like I'm, golden there, I'm there right now. But you, you have escaped it. I am. I am. Yeah. You got out from under all those M3s, and now you're left and with silicas. and silicas, <laughs> and it's like everything. And now you have a honed. I I, I will. The, the M3 you have is like, just, fantastic. It's true. I will say that I, I sold a Subaru that I absolutely loved because I felt like it wasn't special enough or collectible enough or you all know, these u- reasons, right? unique yeah. enough or something, right? And and now Chris is, Chris I, I miss it. I so miss it. I just went and looked at the other one today. <laughs> my my friend bought that Subaru <laughs> and I, I helped him buy it because <laughs> I, I saw it and I said, that is special. You need to go get this. God, I text I text him every month or two. <laughs> Are you done with it yet? No? All right. <laughs> um oh my god man. that yeah that's like I bought, yeah. I bought the milano because the gtv6 was too nice mm-hmm. which is like again yeah the wrong reason to buy a car right yeah. right how many cars have we owned that were not the one too many a lot too many anyone that is not we don't currently so I have, have besides I have, your <laughs> m coupe and my yeah Subaru. I, have a, I have a spreadsheet that has it like uh cars by how long we've owned them so we should i'll, I'll take a look at that okay so number two is that when you start buying cars, you have to decide very early if you are going to do the work yourself or if you are going to pay somebody to do the work. The reason I say this is that people think it's really cheap to just go out and do your own work. But after you invest in tools, after you invest in a space, after you invest in all of the time that it takes to do that, you're actually spending a lot of money. So it's really dangerous to get caught in the middle where maybe you do some of your own work and you've already bought all of the stuff that you need, but you know, you get halfway through and now you have to pay somebody to come in. 
<laughs> the engine is over there. Guilty. Right. <laughs> right. We, this is one I would say reflecting. I don't struggle with this one. Yeah. We don't, we don't I don't work on my own stuff. I'm not, yeah. I'm not talented enough to do it. I don't have the patience. I don't have the time. Yeah. So luckily that's, this is, I struggle with one mm-hmm. like deeply. That is my cross to bear. But number two, good. And, and honestly, like, I really hate the stigma that if you own a classic car, you have to do your own work. For 95% of people, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You know, for people like me, I, I actually enjoy like mm-hmm. working on the car. So I'm going to do it myself. But if I didn't enjoy it, I would also be paying somebody to do it for me. You know, one addendum I would offer, and I think you, Justin, know this well, is like, before I was like more integrated with the car community, like I just took my cars to like well-known shops, but like you can save so much money if you know more people mm-hmm. in the community that know how to work on your car, yeah. right? So it's like- it Takes a village. It does. And yeah. so like the amount of money I've saved over time, it's, it's, it's super non-trivial. Well, it's like, I mean, cost savings, yes, quality of work, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. You get both. And, and, and just friendships. I mean, yeah. the, the mechanics that work on our cars have become uh, friends. I, guess, I don't know. I guess we're paying them. Maybe, they, maybe that's why they're our friends. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not thinking about um, that too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it t- takes a village. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Mark. I uh, decided pretty early on that like I would rather spend the time driving and mm-hmm. I'll definitely attempt my own my own stuff and um I got a Subaru lodged in our warehouse space for a few days uh <laughs> pulled off all the suspension and got three of the four wheels all done and had to call in for help and <laughs> yeah couldn't get other cars out and and honestly it just created a lot of stress and and was less time than I could spend driving and enjoying it and uh fortunate enough to be able you know be in the position to be able to Hire someone to help out. Right. And, Shout out to Scott, Scott, Barry, RJ, yep. Will, and other like just like making owning stupid cars like a lot, a lot easier. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. All right. Number three. Number three. Don't expect to save money buying a project. I think everybody knows this one, but like the easiest way to say this is that the cheapest car you can buy is the B plus version. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't buy the one that's really, really nice. Don't buy the one that's, you know, a bucket of bolts. Buy the one that drives really well, but has some cosmetic flaws. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the one that you want. Can we go around Robin and share our biggest offenses here? <laughs> I don't uh, suffer from this. Yes, you do. What do I- <laughs> Buying the A plus? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Th- well, he was, I thought he was inferring don't buy the D or the F. That too. It goes both ways, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, if we're talking about that, yeah. Shoot I, shoot for the B+. plus. Yeah. And yeah, if we're saying, have you missed the B+, plus, yes, I have missed the B+. plus. I think when Justin and I met, I immediately bought, like, a week later, I bought a 911, uh, and I brought it home. It's like, I found my daily driver. And I remember yeah. Justin's like, whoa, that is not at all. Like, <laughs> you fucked up. That's not daily driver. It's like, what? I head to the warehouse. You're like, it's a new daily driver. I'm like, there is not a single rock chip on the bumper. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he had a respray. The last owner, it's like perfectly, you know, faded and this, that. Right. Like, oh, no. And he did. Nice. He like bought all, like one wheel got scuffed. So he just bought four new wheels from Porsche. Like the bumper had a scuff. It was scuff. a museum he piece. Bought a new, nice. He bought a new bumper. Not, didn't refinish. He's like, no, no, I just get a new one. Put it on there. Like PDR the whole car and just like never again. His wife told me when I bought it, she said, thank you. Now I can take the recycling out without getting yelled at. She's like, I've been, every time I, she's like, every time I take the recycling out into the garage, he reminds me, watch out for the Porsche. 
don't, don't, like, it's like every other day I take the recycling out for the last seven years. She's like, now I'm going to park the Prius there and he won't say anything. She's like, thank you. So, yes. Love it. I bought that car, I bought the E30 and you're like, oops, screwed up again. Yeah. Yeah. These are not daily drivers. I've done better. I've done better. Hmm. I'm not super good at this one. I'm not super good. (laughs) All right. So Mark has a problem buying too nice, too nice. Sometimes. Example. The uh, first enthusiast car that I went really deep into financially was a a right-hand drive MR2, um, which had a slick top and a 3SGE and a couple of things that they only did in Japan. I was really excited about it. And it had some rust and it needed a couple of things here or there. And I was like, oh, that's fine. And it was a good deal. I think I paid like 3,500 bucks for it. Um, and I bought that car six times or something like that <laughs> yeah. by the time I was done with it. And uh, for that one, a lot of it just came down to rust, which was a big learning point, not just in what you're talking about, Chris, but also just dealing with rust. Uh, I've really shied away from anything with rust since then, but this was exceptionally bad. It needed body work and a bunch of other things. And I just like spared no expense. I was excited. I want like the power folding mirrors and like all these different kind of projecty things. And by the end of it, I had a really, really nice $10,000 MR2. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, that that was a learning lesson. I ended up getting out of it. it, Okay. But, uh, yeah. No more big projects. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. I mean, I do, I do still buy projects though. This is, I need to, yeah, yeah. not that big. I, I think of it as you can see the potential in things, whereas I'm not that creative. Yeah. It's so. true. I mean, I like to remodel houses, and you know, I, I do. I like the before and after. Yeah, for I hate, sure. I hate that. Um, and, I, and I, I like, like the, the now. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That looks that's great fair. now. I want to buy it. So. Yeah, and I mean, for me, <laughs> it's pretty much every car I've ever bought, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, so, I, so what I, you're saying is his advice is uh, don't be do me. what I say. Don't want don't don't yeah. do as I do. Um, I've gotten a lot better. You know, the the <laughs> TR6 I bought was very much a B plus. My Range Rover very much a B plus. There was a seven hundred and fifty dollar Range Rover before that <laughs> that was sold for seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Not um, bad. Not bad. That you know that that was a. A bad decision. Um, there's also a $250 Triumph Spitfire that's taking up space in my shop right now. Mm-hmm. That I'm thousands and thousands of dollars into parts and motor rebuilds and stuff you've, like you've that. Been trying to get rid of it, basically too. I I have been. I haven't been trying very hard because, you know, it takes up some space. Doesn't really matter that much. But the problem is that I'm right at the threshold where if I spend more money. I will be going over the price that I could have paid for a good one. Right. Mm. And I, I don't want to take that step. Right. But now you just have a pile of parts. I might have to, but. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's uh, that kind of, that moment that at the end of a project when you realize you don't, or not even the end, in at some point in a project when you realize I'm not going to keep this forever. It's just more sunk cost if I keep going deeper. Right. right. And then it's like, well, do I try to do a full restoration and then sell it on bring a trailer? Like, mm. well, I'm not, you know, I'm a DIYer, but I'm a hobbyist. So right. like, I don't think someone would even buy it if it wasn't done by a shop. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Good a lot of, a lot of bad <laughs> mistakes on number three. <laughs> Same. I feel like we could talk about this for a whole episode probably, but that's a really good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. All right. Number four. Number four is what I call the 25% rule. 
So this is assuming that you bought the B plus, right? You you took my advice. You bought the B plus, not the A, mm -hmm. not the, the C minus. You're, you're out of this round. Mark. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get some water. <laughs> the the 25 rule is that if you are looking at a car that is say fifteen thousand dollars, or let's say it's twenty thousand dollars, you should have at least five thousand dollars extra to pay for any upgrades that you want to do. Um, but before that, any repairs that you didn't see coming, right? Test drives are really short. You're not going to capture everything. You need to have that 25 to 35% of the price of the car ready to do what you need to make it yours. And does that percentage, do you think, change if you buy an A plus? You know, I've thought about that. Not necessarily because things like bushings, fuel lines, anything that's rubber still degrade whether or not you're driving the car. So if you buy that A plus that only has 5,000 miles, has been stored for 20 years, you're still gonna have to go through and replace a lot of those things. You'll be able to sell it for more at the end of the day, but you're still going to have to do some maintenance on it. Right. And you know, if you don't, that's great. Now you have 25, 35% for upgrades and you know, those aftermarket things that you want. Right. Yeah, I feel like this is like a constant BMW problem, right? It's like you, you get you get a car, it's like, well, it needs rod bearings, yeah. needs subframe, needs Manos. Bill's teams, yeah. It's like I need ten thousand dollars to make it the car I want. Right? Yeah. So, which is what I think you're saying, right? It's like yeah. it's so interesting thinking back on the last five or six cars that I've purchased. Like it's pretty true. Either I've spent twenty or thirty percent, twenty-five percent, or I or I should or I spent more and I should have limited it or I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, it, it lines up. Mm -hmm. I I think I'm, of all of these four so far, I'm the most disciplined about this one. Yeah. Like number one, I'm the worst. Number two, I already know I don't, right? Number <laughs> three, I aim for it, but I usually miss. But this one, like I'm very, I think you said it, like I'm disciplined. I get a car and I'm like, don't do anything. Just like, let's see how, and I try to buy the best thing I can and just like, but see but if I you, want to hold it, right? Do yeah. you have that twenty five percent ready to go? Yeah, sure. Is that a, is that a yeah? I, it part I, of the equation. Yeah, for you? it's part of the equation. But I think what I generally do is a, a variant of this uh, kind of one. It's like I I hold out before making modifications yeah. or improvements until I really decide: is it a number one? Is it a car I love? Yeah, right. Okay. And so and and I'm more on the thirty five percent side <laughs> because like. You know, I'm such a perfectionist about some of that stuff that like every time I buy a car, the first thing I do is do all of the fluids, Right. you know, all of the stuff that like should have been done, but I'm not going to trust that the previous right. owner did it. The exception was E30 touring, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a receipt that said, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you as the owner. I knew, I, yeah. Even the mechanic. Yeah. 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 But yeah. The fluids, is, that's a, that one pays for itself. Yeah. I feel like you're going to have to do them eventually. Yeah. Do them up front. Right. Tires is another one, right? I mean, buying a used car with good, fresh tires is not super number eight. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving it away. Oops. <laughs> All right, let's go oh, to number five. Okay. Number five is to take your time. Um, and what I mean by this is when you actually go to buy the car, don't rush the decision. The, the way I look at this is, you I'm know, super bad at this one. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> 
We should just move to number six. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, is like, even if you're getting a good deal, the fact that somebody pushed you into the decision will leave a sour taste in your mouth yeah. and you'll never be able to get over it. Mm. I don't got much to say on that. So. <laughs> I think that 996 uh, C4S that you bought right after we got the warehouse space, I remember you describing, you drove up, drove up to his house like the, the garage door was opening as you were driving and the C4S was inside and you were like, right then. I knew no, it. I knew it. That was in 993. I drove all the way to Vancouver, Canada. Oh, really? I pulled into his driveway. He's like, hey, what's up, man? He clicked a button and the car opened. Car was sideways, like sideways. No, not sideways, like crooked on a, um, uh, it was like the tile floor, right? Mm-hmm. It was like black and white and it opened and I was like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> like it, like the the garage was not even open halfway. I was like, "Sean, buy another car." Like <laughs> you're, you're gonna get every penny you asked for. The C4S was almost exact same heat. I drove up. He pulled it all the way out of the driveway and he stopped. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm buying this car." I just remember first seeing the car and you the C4S and you explaining to me the the purchase decision. I hadn't and, even gotten in my car. Yeah, and you were you were like, "I just saw it and I just knew I was gonna buy yeah. it." And I remember thinking to myself, "What?" You you haven't even like touched it or driven it yet. I didn't just... get out of my car. Yeah, I was because I, I parked out across the street and I wasn't sure I was at the right home. Yeah, and then the car came up here. He lives on a lake, and so like it it pulled up the driveway and it stopped. And I was like, damn, I'm going to buy this. And I was like, <laughs> it was like I, so like the 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 only two portions I had ever owned. I bought. I knew I was going to buy them like before I even got within. 10 feet of it no so yeah i i always give myself 12 hours right so usually that's a night um <laughs> for me i get excited really easily so like i can drive pretty much any car and be like yeah it's great i'm gonna buy it right. like, let's go <laughs> um but when you get out of the car you know when you go back home look at finances again it it changes your view on things mm-hmm. right and if you still want it by the end of the night okay it's a great decision go for it I will, I will caveat, right? Like I have been chasing a 993 for about two years because they were so hard to, they're so hard to find a good yep. one. And so I had, uh, I made an offer by the time I was like on, uh, before I parked the car at the end of the test drive, like, mm-hmm. we were pulling into the drive when I made an offer before I turned the car off. And, and I think that is a special case. Like if it's something that's really hard to find, yeah, something that's like years. a crazy deal, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. But you know, for that run of the mill E30 or something. No, give yourself yeah. the time. Like another one will show up. The C4S I made an offer by the time I got home. I called yeah. him on a drive home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't think I've ever not slept on it. And I and I'll always just tell him I'm very interested. I'll even give you a small deposit or something, but I need to sleep on it. That's kind of yeah. not necessarily twelve hours, but like I want to be able to go to sleep and wake up and see how I feel. There's been a couple of exceptions when it's like really hot commodity or something like that. But. Well, and same thing goes for selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah always sleep on a car that you're selling. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm pretty bad at this one. <laughs> I'm just like thinking. No, I mean, you ponder things for a while, don't you? You've been e- thinking about E30. selling Z Well, the E30 while. I bought by the time I turned the car off in the park, in the garage, I turned it off. That's what I'm my... saying. When you first, just, when we first met, you described that C4S and you, ju- you were like, I just knew I was going to buy it. I was just like, it just does not compute. Like, yeah. how do you, how do you know? And the next car I bought was the E30 and I, I bought it same way. Same the, at the end of the test drive, I bought it. So, yeah, the Z I bought at the end of the test drive. 
<laughs> That's the last car I bought. The one thirty five I bought. And, I never even drove it. I bought it. And I redirected my flight home from California to Portland. Oh, yeah. I've never the seen it. E thirty uh touring I bought sight unseen. I talked to the guy a bunch, a bunch, but I actually I did not drive that one. That's the one I'm really bad at. I, I bought my Alpha from New York. Well, and, and those are special cases, yeah. right? Like Decide those Seattle. aren't cars that you can find here in Seattle. Yeah, like, yeah. The no, GT, one easily go look at GT3. I bought in the Avora. Okay, this one doesn't apply oh. to me. I, was say. <laughs> I like it. Thank you for the number five, but yep. I'm like, I'm going to cross that out on the list. I do that. I'm not good at that one. I mean, I think I actually I think that your your gut instinct or whatever you whatever drives you to buy it. It I don't know. It's worked out. Pretty I do well think for when you. it's like not quite a hundred percent like you're right like it's cars that i'm chasing that are unique like gt3 evora the e30 right and the all these the, the awful right i just can't get them right and so like i have to make quick decisions and so but all the other cars i'm kind of like i do do what you do but only because i see you do it i'm like i probably should do that well, <laughs> i'm like i'm very interested sir i'm gonna yeah. sleep on it mm -hmm. and i've done the same thing like i bought an spg out of pennsylvania like saw the ad, messaged the guy within 20 minutes. I was like, all right, you know, here's your deposit. Mm -hmm. Truck is coming Tuesday. That was a special case because I'd been looking for one. I had owned one previously. I knew I liked them, um, but I just couldn't find them. I would say a lot of your M3s you bought that way. Yeah. The white one, the track one. Yeah. Like, yeah, no one saw that car. You no. just bought it. <laughs> Darien's <laughs> that gray one. You went to there, you drove it and you bought it. Yeah. Like you did the paperwork then too. You mm -hmm. drove home. I just knew the chassis and the black one in West. <laughs> yeah, you bought it. Did you sleep on that, that one? one? No, the 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 one that I own now. My final my final uh, E forty six. The finest of E forty six I've ever driven. Yeah, it's great. And I had two at the time, and then this one popped <laughs> up, and I went to go see it within an hour, and I I just drove it around the block, and I had two other cars <laughs> that I was comparing it to, and I was just like. This is the one I fucked up about two other ones I shouldn't have. Like, this is the one I'm going to buy this. And I, I did. I told him right then I was going to buy it. Oh, you made the offer right then. Yeah. Uh, I might have driven home. I did not sleep on it. I did not. Mm. Yeah, I did. I remember, cause I remember you were out with at dinner with Vivian and you were like, hey, so hey, babe, we got to go to West Seattle. For dinner. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why? Could it be a car you want to buy? Like, I want to involve you in this decision, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, uh, Jocelyn does all you usually do the I sleep on it. Yeah, like that's that's a pretty strong. Well, because I find that sellers are usually like, okay, this person's interested and mm -hmm. wants to make a good, you know, decision, and and usually I'm buying from an enthusiast that wants someone to love it and everything. So usually they're pre pretty respectful. It's when it gets competitive. I, I did buy uh, that first white M3. Mm -hmm. Those other dudes were there. Yeah, this. So this guy, under, do you know the story? This guy underlists it. So it's it's a a slick top E46 M3 um, white. It should have been like. 15 to 17,000 and it's listed for 14 and then he drops it to 13 or something like that. And then um, I'm emailing him. He's like, Oh, I've got all these interested parties. So I'm gonna have everyone meet at this parking lot. And then we'll like kind of figure it out when we get there. And I was just like, Oh, this sounds really sketchy. And we got there. I was the first one there. There was like two other guys kind of Peter's circling friends. Yeah. One of Peter, Peter's friends. Uh, and so I took the first test drive and the guy's like, okay, well, I'm going to go see what these guys think. And, you know, I, I know what I listed it at, but I think I might end up getting more. And I was like, this dude's trying to do a fucking bidding war or something like that. And so then the other guys drove it and then he came back and he's like, well, they're willing to do, you know, 
14 are you willing to do 15 i was like what the hell but it also drove really really good and i really wanted it and i still felt like it was a pretty good deal and so uh, i bought it right there on the spot um and and actually i ended up selling it because it just cosmetically it wasn't where i wanted it to be and um didn't have the right interior color and stuff so i probably should have slept on it i guess is moral of the story i got i got pressured right this it was a, yeah. a, a kind of a sketchy seller who knew what he was doing. Was trying to get a bidding war started. I I try to avoid all those. Situ- I don't like. I don't. That's what I should have done. I should have just walked away when he was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna." Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm like, that's so sketchy. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I I, I should sleep on it more. <laughs> Not good at that. We'll see. Yeah. I'm gonna write that one down. I like the 12, 12 hour rule. <laughs> Think about it. Good. Yeah. I want. Yeah. I'll, but yeah. Well, I've been I've been good with this Cayman though. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not gonna buy it. Yeah, you were even in the same state. You could have driven at home. <laughs> I was right there. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. Number six, just tires. <laughs> like, tires is the most important thing you can spend your money up, on. Straight like, up, six tires. Mm-hmm. Tires. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, spend money on I, tires. I believe that's one of the commandments, right? It must Covet be. Covet thy neighbor. All right. Tires. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> tires. Yeah. I, I don't understand the people that put thousands of dollars into coilovers, brakes, engine mods, all that stuff, and then they have Costco tires. <laughs> <laughs> but it's new, right? It's right. It's great. It's a, yeah. Not all tires are great. You subscribe to the tires. Like that, that, I that, do. That's a big deal for you, for sure. Yeah. yeah I just, I mean, the, the before and after, you know, some old crappy tires or even newer Costco tires. The E30 had a really terrible old tires on it, and man, the difference! Dude, you almost died. I, I, it, I spun while staying on the road. Uh, Did you take up the other lane for a moment? It was wet. Yeah, but it was back road. There wasn't anybody on it. It was fine. The car's still here. It's okay. Um, It's your car. (laughs) It is. And I sold those wheels and tires like a week ago. Good. Good. Wait, did you sell the? The baskets, the oh, fourteen the inch, oh, not not the four bays. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, yeah you no, new, you new still tires. have the yeah the uh oh what the hard uh, hard because hard hard hardig 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 yeah. okay yeah um, we should put those on my e thirty see how that look. Why do you think I want to buy your e thirty? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that one looks so long. I know. I forgot you still had them. Yeah, yeah, and the roofs. I have two sets of wheels I need to find cars for. The Hark is a, Is there a rule about not buying a car for the set of wheels that you have? <laughs> probably. I've never had that problem. So <laughs> I've done that twice. <laughs> um yeah, tires. tires. Tires are tires are good. Yeah. I drove home in the E30 in uh I never never looked at the tires. I drove home, it was uh Thanksgiving day, day after Thanksgiving. It's cold. Drove home from Vancouver in the pouring rain, like 80 miles an hour all the way home. Uh, I got home and I, I took it directly to discount tire to get new tires put on, right? And then they're like, yo, these tires are so they're like, these tires are from like early 2000. It's like, oh my God. They're like, you, how fast you been driving on these? I'm like, oh, like pretty <laughs> fast. Like, oh my God. Like, literally, like, there were like some weird Conti Snow Contact 5. And when I Googled it, the, the current model is like Conti Sport Contact 9. Right. And then you know they last like two, three, four years for each model. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like four models behind. And each one is three years. Like, uh-oh, this is bad. 
Well, and, and people don't fully understand, but you can also give a car too much tire, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I drive older cars meant to be really lightweight, lightweight handling. If I put a really wide tire on 2002, it would stress the suspension so much and everything would feel out of balance. So it's not just about like having the best rubber, it's about having good rubber and also figuring out what the right size is. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. number six, solid tire. tires. Tires. Yeah. yeah, just tires. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit that I, I, I don't go as deep as probably both of you on well, just on on t- I I, I kind of just throw Michelin's at like pretty yeah, much everything. I, I, <laughs> it's a pretty good plan. Yeah, I mean, it's very survivable. Yeah, the price is usually a, a little bit more, but not that much more in the grand schemes. Like an extra, you know, hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, or something like that uh, for for all four. I mean, and they just always perform so well. And everything I've ever compared them to, I've just always liked the Michelin's better. And I really like the way the sidewall looks. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I've switched to just run track tires on every car like that that's my plan it's like i'll, I'll have triple a, eights on the lane yeah cruiser. like i'll just like run like if a car doesn't have to be in the cold then why am i not running like our triple eights on them like all when i do drive it like e30 you run the yokohamas mm-hmm. right that's what i run too yeah the flevo b701s they're great they're really mm-hmm. good yeah, that is definitely a summer tire oh yeah yeah <laughs> like, but yeah i ran that on the gtv6 and everything so yeah. that's a great tire RJ just drove his 968 to Ohio and back on uh, R1Rs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, it was summer. Did it rain at all? And he was like, yeah, it did. It rained a lot. I was like, was it slippery? <laughs> I mean, it, it's a little dumb because they, you know, like a 140 tread wear tire wears out fast. Yeah. So like, it's a little dumb, but like, I'm lucky to have multiple cars. So I don't have to like use them super a lot. Like, right. They don't get a lot of miles, but yeah. it is like, like an RT660 or something. Like, why am I not running that on every car? It's like, I, I, I changed my mind on this. You liked the Contis for a while. I do. So if I'm going to have an extreme summer, then I personally like the Conti Sport Extreme Contacts. I've driven those yeah. and the Michelin PS4Ss on uh, the same car. And the PS4S, I thought, just chunked up on, on the track in a mm. bad way. Were mm. those the, not the DWS 06s? No, because that's an all-season tire. Yeah, see, I autocrossed in those. No fun. Mm. But that's it's an amazing tire for an all, all season. Oh, it's tire. a great tire. Yeah. Like you can run that tire year round. Yep. It's not fun autocrossing. I can't imagine it would be fun, <laughs> but like it is the best all rounder. Like, yeah. It's so good. So I've run that on a number of cars that I meant to drive in the in inclement weather, but I, I love the extreme contact. I think mm-hmm. they, I felt they were just more progressive decay than the PS4S and they, they held up to heat way better, at least for me. So. I run uh, two sets at track uh, before I switch to like uh, 200 tread wear or better. I had them on my 944. I liked them. But now like tires are good. But like once you start thinking track tires, like there's a whole world of stupidness out there. It's like I can't even. It's, like, it's too complicated. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right. Um, this one's split into two. Okay. And this one I call upgrades. so the first piece is that and we're all guilty of this you should not be shopping for upgrades for your car until it is mechanically sound what (laughs) strike number 7a strike 7a yeah Yeah. i'm sorry 
I mean, so many people will go and spend money on upgrades. Nobody here. Do this and this, but they've never driven a good stock, whatever they have, Mm -hmm. you know, that's really the most important thing. That's your baseline. Get to the baseline. If you want to change something, change something, but fix your car before you spend your money elsewhere. I hear you, Chris, but that ignores the delight of shopping for stuff. So (laughs) I'm going to say seven, eight. Strike. <laughs> it's 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 hard though, right? Because that's part of what we all get so excited about is we find yeah. a car and we're like, oh, I want to make this my own. I want to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I want to put, you know. I want to revise 7A. You yeah. should not acquire a car until after you've acquired wheels for it. <laughs> wheels first, car second. Right? That, that is my golden rule. Once, once you've not slept on it and were pressured into purchasing it too fast, a car right. that you do not really love. Because Instagram <laughs> told you. Yes. Order, top, order wheels yeah. and then take delivery of the vehicle. I think that's definitely done that before yeah yeah definitely <laughs> I, I certainly have yeah it's tough though because that's part of that's part of the excitement you know is, but fix I, your car first Just yeah like, i mean especially if it needs if it needs if it needs stuff yeah, yeah. that's true or at least um <laughs> i think my own version of this is <laughs> limiting it's about throttling right so instead of going to spend a couple thousand dollars on fcp or something it's like i'm gonna get this one thing that i can go put on my car to make it feel like my own, be excited about it, um, but pacing pacing mm-hmm. myself, which I, I'm very bad at. Very, very bad at. You are. There's a Suncoast box at the cellar right now that has a lot of 96 stuff. <laughs> the bo- the bo- you weren't even here to take, it. take the box in. I opened it today. <laughs> a lot of good stuff. I forgot some of the stuff I ordered. Some really good stuff in there. <laughs> but your 996 is pretty nice. Right, it doesn't really need a whole yeah, lot. That's true. Yeah, it didn't need true. much. Yeah. Mechanically, yeah. That, yeah. Not, not that you bought it. That it's like a, it's like pure B plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So spend, you, spend all you want on upgrades. It's fine. See, <laughs> okay, all you've right. been blessed. All right. Moses like with this. his Ten Commandments yeah. is telling you <laughs> tires, which you've done. Yeah, first true. thing, B plus. You did that one. B plus mm-hmm. tires. Boom, Suncoast box. Yeah, you're right on okay. schedule. All right, that's all what right. that's what Chris is saying. It's like. You're following the path. You're following the correct. I love correct it. Path. I'm here for it. So, so let's see about the next one. But seven A, I think that's the one I'm best at out of, out of all these. Yeah, that's the one I'm best at. I'm not great, but I'm best at that one. And seven B is I'm probably bad at this one. Don't buy parts until you have a vision of what your car wants to be. So, mm. similar thing. Don't spend money on coilovers just because coilovers are cool and you know you want to put them on. Start with the car. Say, okay, well, if I was going to upgrade it this is ultimately what i want buy the upgrades to match that vision that's fair i think I we're, think we're super the, good at this yeah i'm this yeah yeah like i, I, won't, uh, I yeah. won't buy the car unless i have the vision for what it can be like i i yeah. tend to fall in love with the potential of something yeah you too. Know? <laughs> oh uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm passionate about research like yeah. just like well because I, I love cars right so like i will read about cars all the time even even i'm i'm not well i'm always shopping but like it's not like I ever look at like a E46 M3. I'm like, oh, I'm not exactly sure what kind of wheels would go on this. I'm like, no, I've seen all 7,000 of them. I know I have a document already. And that's true. I always have a doc that outlines what the tire sizes are, what the wheel sizes are, what the offsets are. I have links to all the offset calculators with the with all of the defaults pre-populated. So I can just go in and click, and like adjust them on the fly. And be like, here's it. So like, yeah, this one I'm good at. Because we always have a plan for mm-hmm. what we want. Like, is it going to be a track car? Is it going to be a daily or whatever? Right. What's what's the vision? Yeah, seven. I think we're killing seven. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Have you, uh, Chris, been guilty of this? 
I think not not lately, but I think it's pretty easy to get sucked into a catalog. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh well, you know, those carburetors look pretty nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what would my car be like if I had those? Or you know, just buying random crap. Right. Right. And I definitely know people that do that. I, I sure. haven't done it recently, but I've done it before. Yeah. Right. Well, get. I mean, a typical example might be you buy a car and you want to buy all the bolt-on power stuff. Like, I'm going to make the most, you know, power mm-hmm. in this, whatever. Not thinking about, is your suspension dialed? Do you have right. tires? Yeah. What kind of seat are you sitting in? All things that might give you more pleasure or feedback or whatever than the power. It's funny. I like buy the car fast, but I hem and haul over the other stuff, right? Like I spent a lot. That's true. You do that. Like I just, I'm like finally decided I'm going to buy like a race steering wheel for the GT3. I got that car in February. Yeah. Right. It's like I spend less time buying the car than I did buying the steering wheel. You spent less time thinking about buying your 370Z than you did about buying the steering wheel. Yeah. Probably. Right. Yeah. I said no time. (laughs) Like none. (laughs) Someone texted me, you should buy this. And I went to go see it the next day and I bought it. Yeah. And brought it home. And I the, the steering wheel I've like hemmed and hawed about like, do I want an NRG hub? How much like a Momo hub or what do I want? Like, so yeah, I've spent uh, more than two weeks looking at steering wheels that fit for the 996. Which ones are period correct? Which ones are not? Right. Do I want one of those like Francis has that OMP that's like a yoke and it's got like 50 buttons on it, which is dope. But the buttons do anything? I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, looks like a transformer. It's so yeah. cool. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely the opposite. I, when I see the vision, I'll just throw the bank at it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the same way. Fiesta yeah. ST outside. Oh yeah, that's right. Which came out great. Like, yeah, it, I, yeah, I, I love. We both it, drove that it, a little yeah. bit. I was like, it's fun. Yeah, makes but, all makes a lot of good noises. Mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, I like it. Skid plate, rally wheels. It's, it's got the stuff. <laughs> it's got the stuff. <laughs> oh, if money was no object, I would take it to Hawaii with me. It'd be so uh, amazing. Toyota totally is so good. So good. Wait, is that all-wheel drive? Nope. No, no. Front. It's the Focus RS that's all-wheel drive, right? And I've driven a Focus RS. Not as fun. No, and I, I believe that every journalist is like very clear about that. They're like, if you, the best driving car in this lineup is the ST. And all-wheel drive is really hard because like it is better. You know, it's quicker, more traction, all those things, but it's not... For me, it's not as fun because I can't get the car to slip. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. the Golf R I had, that was a hall deck, so a little bit different. But if if I was slipping in that car, something was going very wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was going 90, you know. Right, right, right. Um, the SST, it's like 35 miles an hour, sharp corner, sure. Yeah. Slide it around. Well, it's all the extra weight and just mechanicals and everything too. Yeah. yeah. That's part of why you didn't love your 996 Turbo. Yeah. It's heavier, it all, yeah. wider, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I, I am enjoying my 996 C2 so much more than the turbo. The turbo went so fast. It was a rocket. You just point it in a direction and it will go. But this is so much more fun. It's totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We killed right. it in seven. All right. Way to go. Yeah. So we're good. Number eight um, tip for people doing their own work. Right. So it does not apply. <laughs> yeah. um, the first one is invest in good tools. Mm. Seriously, tools are investment. Um, if you take care of them, they will last you a lifetime. If you buy cheap ones, they will break. You will have to buy them 10 times. <laughs> if you spend money on tools, you will be proud of them and you will take care of them. You know, you'll put them away. 
We won't leave them everywhere. Just spend the money once, have them last a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The second piece of that is the best tool that you can buy is a welder. Like if you're doing all of your own work, a welder pays for itself so quickly and not from doing like body work and things like that, but from welding nuts onto stripped bolts <laughs> so you can get them out and, you know, C bracket breaking. Okay. Well take the welder out, do the quick repair, just save me two hours. Right. So what you're saying is you can weld shit for us. That's all I'm hearing. Number eight. <laughs> and it's not hard to learn. Like, I don't want to do that. I'll, I don't, I don't want to come over and weld your stuff. Like just take my welder and teach yourself. I'll drive to your welder. It's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't welded since high school, but I bet it'd be super fun to, it I just don't know if I would trust myself. I mean, I guess in some of those situations you just described, it, kind of looks, it feels like a superpower. Yeah. And it's like so many people, most people can't. It's like magical. It's like, oh, this piece of metal broke for the most of us. It's like, well, I, it's broke. Stripped bolt. Oh yeah. my God. Like, now it's welders. Like it was broke, but psh, now it's fixed. Yeah. So it does feel like a superpower. And I, I like, I like the theme of investing in tools, you know, spending money on them, being proud of them. <clears throat> One thing I would add that I've discovered recently at home is a, a, just a nice toolbox situation so that, and I got some of those Milwaukee pack out ones, you know, where mm. you can like stack them and roll them around. It's mostly for like home improvement projects and stuff um, more than cars, but Man, everything has its own place. I can roll it wherever I need it. I know where my stuff is. So good. And like organization. If you spend a lot of money on them, you take better care of them. Mm -hmm. Like you really do. I mean, we don't have very many tools at the the warehouse, but I think we did a nice job. We bought like a cart and we Mm -hmm. have tools and we have like Mm -hmm. impact wrench and all that kind of stuff. So it's like we... And we inv- do use them quite we, often. Yeah, right? we've invested where needed. Like we do have a torque wrench. We needed right. it for one thing and now we use it right. somewhat regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The quick- I, I do like the Milwaukee impact wrench because like it's like, oh, you don't want to come off. All right. Well, like, <laughs> like, I don't want to have to sweat. So it's <laughs> <that's Yeah>. off. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. All right. I hear you on eight. Let's see number nine. Number nine is about forums. So I don't use the internet. So <laughs> do we sub in Facebook groups and forums? Are those the same thing here? Or do- yeah, same okay. thing. All same right. thing. Um, forums are great. A lot of experts, a lot of enthusiastic people. Not everybody on there is an expert. So no, <laughs> I know. Shocking, right? <laughs> I, I, that's not what the internet says, Chris. It's like these people seem very expertise. Yeah. <laughs> so learn when to listen to the forum learn when not to listen to the forum um i think along with this is if especially if you're going to do your own work find a friend you know like you two have a lot of friends that work on cars you know in the british car world i have a friend that restores them Mm -hmm. professionally if i'm ever unsure he's the one i listen to right Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's smart i I've had experiences that kind of go both ways where um, there's been times where I've been working with a mechanic who kind of can't figure something out. And I can tell is kind of giving up a little bit or like, I don't know, it's going to be to take this whole thing apart or whatever. And then I'll go skim through the forums or whatever and be like, hey, um, I'm a fucking idiot. But just like hear me <laughs> out for a second. Right. So I don't want to offend anybody and be like, hey, the forum says, but more just like, hey, I don't know. I was skimming online. Like, did you think about this? Could it possibly be that? And eight out of 10 times it's like 
no, it's not that like, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, but there has been a couple of times where it's like, oh, oh yeah, we should try that, you know? Yeah. Um, but I always will go skim the forums knowing that I'm a fucking idiot, knowing that it probably, probably there's not anything good there, but mm-hmm. they're like, maybe there's a little nugget. So I think it's like also, I mean, you're kind of saying this, but extracting whatever little bits of good information and then yeah. gut checking them with somebody else. And I mean, forums have saved me a ton of time. They really have. But, you know, at this point, like, it's also pretty easy for me to tell when somebody is is talking that isn't an expert. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just take everything on there with a grain of salt. Maybe it's something to try. Maybe it's something to think about. But <laughs> it's not the Bible of, of working on cars. I do. Yeah, I do like definitely. you. I, I, you know, in the small things I've done, YouTube has been very nice about like, yeah. I can because I can see that. Oh, that is the right car. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. that is the same problem. Oh, oh, okay. That's how you fix. Okay. That that's how I knew it. Yeah. When I was drilling into the steering column, I'm like, <laughs> trust me, there was this Russian dude. Clearly, it worked. Yeah. But like, <laughs> and it totally worked. Like, it's like the fix was like super good. So. Yeah. I needed to pull the uh, DME out of my E46 touring the other day, and I was terrified. I was like, "This is the brain of the whole computer. Like, I don't want to touch wires. I don't want to get you know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just worried I'm going to mess something up." And I got on YouTube, and within like 30 seconds, just like pop this off, pull these out. They only go into one. There's like six or seven different little plugs, and each one is unique, and so it only goes in one way. And it's just like 10 minutes later, it was right? Gone. And like it really builds your confidence. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I can't, yeah. I can't screw this up. All right, I'll just get in there. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it's like so nice. All right, number nine. Number 10, last one. Last one. The penultimate, or the least valuable. The ultimate, the closer. The closer, okay. Closer. (laughs) I feel like it's it's, it's tires again, right? (laughs) That that could be a closer, honestly. (laughs) It should be. Honestly, like the whole list should just be tires (laughs) 10 times. (laughs) Um, But no, number 10 is to drive your car. There is nothing worse than a car that just sits. Like, Personally, I think a car that sits for a long time is worse than missing maintenance mm-hmm. just because those fluids, they need to be moved, you know, engines need to be run, things need to be broken in. Um, I would much rather buy a car personally that's high miles, but is driven every day than a car that has 5,000 miles and has been sitting for 20 years. Like a 237,000 mile Cayenne, yeah, that's, that's a, not what he means. Uh, that's yeah. not what he means. No, Bring no, that down no. to like one fifty. Is that and... not what he means? That sounds like that's what he means. <laughs> Driven every day, two hundred miles one way. But yeah, like those cars that show up on Bring a Trailer, you know, like oh, nineteen eighty, whatever. Did you see 5, that Saab nine hundred that mm-hmm. went by? Two hundred and sixty miles. Don't want it. Two hundred sixty miles. Yikes! A Saab nine hundred. Do you want to just hazard a guess at what it sold for? I was like, what was it like fifty k? Something like that. It's close. Not even close. Not even close. Six figures. It's a and it was a convertible too. Saab nine hundred turbo convertible five speed. Hundred and forty five thousand dollars. Oh my god. Two hundred and forty six miles. It's like, but you you got to rebuild that whole thing. And and people are like, oh, it's it's like buying a new car. It's not no, it's, rubber, it's, rubber wears it's like, everything that's rubber like is going to have to be replaced. It's like buying a piece of like, fried chicken from 1998, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's not $145,000 for a sop. Right. The fried chicken is actually a good one. It's <laughs> like, here, this chicken was fried. Nobody ate it <laughs> for the last 30 years. Nobody's eaten it. <laughs> like, I just saw that go by. I closed today, I think. $145,000 for a sop. It, it, it's madness. Totally yeah. madness. I was just having this conversation with my uh, sister-in-law. We're helping 
helping them buy a, a just like a commuter car for my, my mother-in-law and she was like oh you know about cars let's let's go to a dealer and get something with low miles and i was like no and probably no you <laughs> yeah. know to both of those things dealer you know i won't discuss dealers some of them are fine a lot of them aren't um but she was like, what, explain to me this Miles thing. I thought like Miles is kind of the age of the car and this and that. I was like, well, it depends on which car it is and what the interval, uh, you know, items that need to be done. If right. it's a timing belt car and it's right after the timing belt's been done, that's super good. If it's low miles right before the timing belt needs to be done, then you've got a whole timing belt job to deal with. And it was interesting just seeing her like, someone who does not care about cars at all, has only bought brand new cars from dealers and is now gonna like buy a used car for her mom like the light going off like oh oh these things have to be maintained and older cars do need a bunch of stuff and so if i can find one where all that stuff has already been done mm-hmm. or done somewhat recently mm-hmm. um man such a big shift compared to what i guess like mainstream car buying is yeah it trained yeah trained us to think about but i think you're right like drive them like drive if, them. if i guess at the end of the day what resonates in the list is like all this stuff helps you like one through nine help you get and set up a car and some cars are to be looked at probably i imagine like a pre-war bugatti yeah. or something like that which i don't know anything about <laughs> nothing i just know they're expensive we saw them at bruce's warehouse i'm like mm-hmm. i don't want this but it's probably meant to just really just sit there, yeah. right? With a, like a plaque in front of it with the but, but a long explainer. Like right? that's, that's not art. even buying a car. That's right. buying art. Right. Yeah. Right. Like every other car. Like, what did you buy it for? Yeah. You bought it to drive. And mm-hmm. and then the other piece of that is, you know, we don't buy cars to make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we buy them to drive. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've thought about selling a car. And then I went and drove it for two hours and was like, never mind. You know, yep. <laughs> like totally go drive your car. That's why you bought it. Mm-hmm. That's how you get enjoyment out of it. That's what you spent the money on. Make a habit of driving every car once a week. That's really going to be the key I'm to, to, along, to ownership. I also <laughs> have too many cars right now. Too many cars. And I have yeah. put gas in. How many e- days are there in the week again? Yeah, I have put gas into my E30 once Yeah, since August of 2021. Yeah. And I was like shook. I was like, no, I love this car and I'm not treating it well. Right. And then it's going to sit for months, say, you know, maybe not your E30, but somebody's mm-hmm. something or other. It's going to sit for months. They're finally going to be so excited to go drive it. They're going to turn it on and something's going to be wrong right. because the fluids haven't been circulating. The top of the engine is dry. Right. Something dried out. Right. Bad experience. That's an interesting one, though. I mean, there's a lot of people in this world that have a lot more cars than Mark does. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now at this table, I think you probably have more than than the two of us. No, <laughs> no. That is a well, silly in state. this state so, in the continental U.S. But yeah, exactly. Not all of us have two homes. <laughs> um, that, is there is a, there someone? No, got you're some right. Real fuzzy math. You're, over. you're right. You're yeah, right. I'm like I'm pretty sure we have a doc that kind of lays this out. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, still, still, <laughs> this question is important. <laughs> As balls, you're right. Hey, balls, you balls, always balls, tell me to think about only the cars in one because you're trying yeah. to get me to help. I'm, I'm trying know. to get you buy more cars. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Don't so, throw me under the bus. By you're you're right. That's car. fair. But here's the question: Is there a point where you have too too many cars? Like, yes. is there too many cars? Absolutely. Um, and yeah. not just like 
lots of care and feeding and, and the stress of all that. But to the point where, you know, someone has 30 or 40 cars and there's just no possible way that they can even drive all of them in a year or, yeah. you know, whatever. Minus the art pieces, which I'm sure some people, uh, that, that doesn't seem unreasonable if you have a lot of money, right? But like in my experience so far, I think five. Yeah. Five yeah. is five is uh, not just the upper bound. Per state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. right? Five, yeah. five per living arrangement, right? Yeah. I think five is the actual sweet spot because it gives you enough diversity to have really good fun, but you can actually attend to five, more than five and you, you yeah. you just can't like it's not enough hours in the week to actually mm -hmm. like drive them in a meaningful way. I at one at some point I think I had like oh, nine cars or something. Mm -hmm. It was like it got real bad, and I was like, just didn't I couldn't get to them. I, yeah. So I would drive. I remember one day I deliberately did. I just I drove a car for an hour. I went back. I, picked, I grabbed another car and drove around because it was like a really nice day in the in the fall. I'm like, I gotta go do this, and it felt a, like. 90% awesome, but 10% a chore. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well. It's your whole day. Yeah, the GTV6 hasn't been driven, so I'm like, I gotta drive it. Right, right? and it's like, well, I, I want to be driving something else, but you know, like, I paid money for the GTV6. Right. I should be driving that mm -hmm. instead. For me, like you guys hit the track, so five makes sense. Yeah. I'm at four. Yeah. And at four, I think every car has a distinct purpose. Yeah. So I never have to choose between them. Like, okay, if I want to go, you know, really really fast and not have you know all the noise and everything i'm going to take the 2002 it's a great quick car experience not fast but quick e30 touring daily range rover classic you know adventure car also kind of a daily mm -hmm. and then the tr6 is is just the nice cruiser i think um well, you know, when I hear that, I feel like uh, you're just not trying hard enough, Chris. It's like, uh, <laughs> well, I, I have the Fiesta ST too, right. but that's that's going to leave. Yeah. I, I, I think that what Joss and I have mastered is the, the, the process of justifying. I think I can justify more, more 10 slots. or 12, 15. Like, <laughs> I think and each would have its own unique slot. Yeah. Its I, own I, unique yeah. purpose. Right. I think you just lack a little bit of creativity because yeah. that's what I'm hearing. Right. But like, yeah. I, I, I think I, I can probably do it by 10. I, I have no problem doing 10 or 12, I think. Mm -hmm. but like it's not actually fun because I, they, they sit there and you like look at them like like little like lost puppies right like oh, that car is awesome and i don't drive it and I, I when i had too many i was like it was it was stressful yeah yeah well and if you have two that overlap like let's say two off-roaders or something like that then it's like okay i'm gonna go up to the mountains today which off-roader do I want to take and why? And then you start to spread your like excitement and focus and connection with the off-roader slot between yeah. two. When, the, when, right? the, when you had two SUVs, you were like just upset. Right? Yeah. You're like, I don't want to. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I got to get rid of one. Because I wanted to like bond with an SUV. <laughs> I wanted to have that like like a big, because I right. I never they owned a full, size, a full size SUV. And I, I, SUV. I bought the Montero and the Land Cruiser at the same time or within a few weeks of each other. And yeah, it was just like... I, so I'm taking the SUV out. Which one? I don't know. I think the language you use is like, what am I doing? Why, why do I have these things? But like, <laughs> yeah. I do think, I think we could probably, if you put your mind to it, <laughs> if you put your mind to it, I bet you you could justify 10 or 12 slots. Well, I might be justifying another because Land Rover needs work. So it's going to have to go up on the lift for right. a few months. So there might be another thing, you know, filling that's filling its spot for well, a so few months. Just, but just like he has like more than one domicile. Yeah. That's an easy way to double your justification, right? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a quick hack. I think if you have children, 
you need a whole set of cars that can accommodate them mm-hmm. and a whole set of cars that don't need to accommodate them right <laughs> so and then you so you can duplicate across that axis and no one mm-hmm. not not no one will say anything but i'm like you you can, you can just live it. live in this deranged yeah. universe by yourself Right. People get away with significant others that like cars. Like, oh, yeah. this is her, this is her car. This yeah. Like, I don't. This isn't even mine. <laughs> and I have a son that he's turning sixteen, so he has his own car, right? Yeah. So I was like, I man, I man, I shop for his car as <laughs> earnestly as I shop for my own. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's and, a fun price bracket. It's a fun. It's I don't like know, two thousand dollars. You're like, what can I get that's but, awesome? But to find like an awesome Civic or like you know something I'm so that's actually happy. a good car. Yeah. I've never owned a Honda. I've never owned a Civic, and it is delightful. I I drove that car exclusively for like weeks at a time. Like this is just awesome. It's a good car. Just like going to the gas station, it's like delightful. It's like you first of all, the tank is tiny, so you're there for like like a minute. And you're like, well, that that's it. Well, I guess I'll, give, I'll, I'll be back in like two weeks, two and a half weeks, to get my other eight and a half gallons. <laughs> this is awesome. This yeah. is so good. So. Yeah, I think you can justify. I think I can do 10, 12 in my head, not right, not in actuality. In right. practice, that that is that is your your question. It's absolutely too many. Five. I think five is a good number. Yeah. Four. I mean, four is even better with a flex spot, maybe, you know. Like, <laughs> you got your. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always think if I was going to go to two, what would those two be? I. I hear that when we always say, what is that two car solution? <laughs> you hear that, but. <laughs> I hear that, but I'm unwilling to entertain yeah. that as a, re- like that something has gone wrong. I think it's a good, but what if, what if something does go wrong? Right, no, like, but you're like, still going to be a car guy. Yeah, but I, what yeah. I mean is like, I, I will probably put all my energy to make sure that we don't, I don't end up there. Oh. Right. So like, I do have a two car solution in my head, but it doesn't make me happy to think about it. Right. And, and what is that? Actually, I don't know because I can't get rid of the GT3 because I love it too much. Well, well, don't think about like. What you can and can't get rid of. Just think of like practicality. What would those two be? Well, yeah, but yeah, because I'm the same way. Like, like my two car solution, I wouldn't have the TR6 or the 2002. But like, but why? I love them enough. Why wouldn't it be a Prius and a GT3? Uh, No, I I actually know what it'd be. It'd be be a Tesla Model Three and a GT3. I was gonna say when I when I met Mark, he had a 993 Land Cruiser and a Tesla. Like yeah, there you go. Commuter, off-roader, sports car. Yeah, and I can delete the, the cruiser out of that situation because I uh I like my Model S had air suspension and I had snow tires. And so like it, it's all uh, mine wasn't an all-wheel drive, but you can get like a yeah, so I would get a Tesla Model 3 long range all-wheel drive performance, like the one that you guys have. Mm-hmm. That's like that covers like 99% of car needs. And then a GT3. That 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 would be my two car solution. Yeah, I'd probably get a Model S just because it's bigger. Yeah, because like then it's like more luxurious for like a road trip because like that car has to survive road trip. And I've I used to take road trips in the Tesla Model S all the time because the supercharger network is decent enough. So I drove it like all over the all over Washington and Portland. So so GT three and a Plaid. Yeah, with a yoke. No. I probably, but like, to be real honest, I wouldn't spring for the plaid. Yeah. Like, right. how much? What, what what's the difference go- between 1.9 seconds and like 2.9 seconds? Like, they're both the fastest cars you can buy, right? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't need the zero to 60 time in those EVs. Yeah. No, I want range. When everyone has more range. Yeah. yeah. All wheel drive and range. That's it. So, yeah. How we get if a you're model accelerating S. that fast, you're not getting very good range. Yeah. Model S and uh, GT3. 
Yeah. That would be nice. And that's just back to that's those are my roots model S and a 993. Mm -hmm. So literally just go backwards in time. Yeah, when you met me, I just bought the Land Cruiser a little while ago. Mm -hmm. So that was because it's like such a I had been looking, I've had I I had found like some garage space, so I had somewhere to put the 993. I was like, well, I should probably get a SUV. So yeah, smart move. Yeah, what's your two car? I want to say the E30 and the Range Rover. Solid. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. God, that's like if, solid 80s. Yeah. Like, it's pretty hard to beat that. The only thing... Just think of who you would have been in 1989. Oh, yeah. If that was your two-car <laughs> solution. What kind of banker is the question, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's so hard to beat those two. Like, it, it really is. I, yeah, um, if you told me I had to have those as two-car, I'd be like... I don't want to have to maintain the one, mm-hmm. but otherwise, yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, both of them are like the perfect age where they're classics, but you can still drive them every day. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I get the experience of being comfortable. I also get the experience of feeling like, you know, I'm in a classic car mm-hmm. and that's, that's just too argue. hard to beat. Can't argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. What's yours? 993 and E46 and three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of want like an all wheel drive like a Subaru Forester XT yeah. in there, but I, if I, if it was only two, I just wouldn't yeah. prioritize That's that. Just rent an SUV to go skiing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I think the E46 is an amazing daily and I just can't imagine my life without a 993. So yeah. You know, that's not, those are your roots. Like you basically had a ZHP and the, that's your first Porsche. Mm-hmm. Like why? It's the one I've always, that wanted. was my first Porsche too. Yeah. Same car. <laughs> Sentimental value now. There's no reason. I mean, I look for that car forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Thank you. That's <laughs> so hard. Like, I was on Renlist like every hour. Whenever one came up, I would message them, I will buy this car. And they're like, you're 42 out of, 50. at the end of this email, out of 51. Right. It's and that like, was like five, six 20, years ago. 15 or something. Or yeah. something. Wasn't even crazy like it is. I now. couldn't get. I was like, I would, like people like in Virginia, like, yes, just yeah, yes, like, yeah. Sorry, bro. I'm like, oh, it was an hour. I get it. I'm like 37. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're not getting this car. <laughs> I'm like, all right, good knowing you. See you later. It's like refresh, refresh, refresh. So, but, all right. Well, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Good, good list. Yeah. Any final uh, final remarks? Which one are you best at? I'm, I think I'm eight A. I'm I'm getting better at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to remind myself of the list, like you know, every time I start looking on Craigslist or something. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it took me ten years to perfect, but I'm there. That's good. That's good. Which one are you worst at? Worst at um. The one that's not buying a bunch of parts before you like I, I I'm good at having the vision, but yeah. I will Start. before I get too yeah, deep in the car, I, I will I remember that there's a picture you have of your garage in Queen Anne. Oh yeah. Where half the garage is Forester parts. Yeah. There's no Forester there. <laughs> I was I had already had the car for a little while. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just at one point you're like I'm pull the trigger but you had a vision like you I did you knew exactly oh, yeah, he what it was it. gonna he be he totally yeah. nailed it yeah. and like because it that car went from zero to hero like 
yeah in one move with bronson basically yeah. and that one body shot putting on the spoiler right mm-hmm. like he had like but like the parts didn't all fit in the forester itself like there were so many it was a lot it's like it was a lot. i was like oh you got a plan here yeah like this and i'm getting tires it's like okay. yeah you're like you're doing all this to a subaru yeah <laughs> i mean it was super cool yeah i yeah. drove it and like other than not feeling like the steering wheel is connected to the ground like <laughs> other than that it was like super it's, like a, it's so rowdy this is a sti swapped lifted <laughs> manual forester on ko2s i call them big oh, knobby so good. yeah so but like you gotta admit the steering wheel is only like a has like medium influence over the direction of the car that's that's all subarus though <laughs> yeah like, it's and- like you turn like i'd like to go this way if you if you please like ish in the car it's, goes it, it just drive like a truck and, and that one i actually put the 2015 plus sti steering rack in it which is the tightest you know rack that they've ever done and it just didn't make a big difference yeah but like that's the car i think you've gone the most all out on minus the yeah. mr2 mm-hmm. right like that one in terms of you, modifications you had a plan and you're like a whole car worth of crap came in and it it yeah. got done which is awesome yeah yeah, I think that and the E30 are the two that, and, and the MR2, are the, those are the three that I've spent the most like the the E30 was more just like, hey, Greg, make this it. the best possible. Yeah. Can. yeah, like pop out even, all the little plastic pieces. Even Greg was like, man, I we did. He wanted me to do stuff I never do. Yeah, he's like, I replaced every bushing. He's like, and all the rain, the rain gutters on the side, all the little plastic pieces that hold them in. He something. was like, yeah. I've never done this many bushings on, a, on one car at once. He's like, Justin just wanted it all done. But then it, it drives like a brand new car. It does. Yeah. Better yeah. than new. We were talking about cars that like we, you won't find another one. Like that's, I can, fi- I can go put my hands on another E30 Touring, but one that has had that level of, you know, depth gone through, even finding a mechanic that would want to take it on the mm-hmm. way that Greg did. Like Greg was stoked on that project, but now he's busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing with the Tourings is like, pretty much everyone you buy is going to be sight unseen. Yeah. So like I had the chance, you know, I knew your car. Mm-hmm. I was able to go look at it and drive it. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to get one, it's this one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Otherwise you're guessing. Right. Right. It's like and so many of them are rusty too, especially the, the yeah. tourings. Like, yeah. 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 Remember Brad had one that was like all down the side of the uh, back tailgate and stuff. Oh, and also the inside of the transmission tunnel. Mm-hmm. He didn't know it was there until he was like working under the car and he was like, I just put my hand up inside there. As he's S54 swapping it, like, oh, yeah. a little bit of rust up here. That's yeah, like so he, had the, mo- he had the motor out. He was like, oh, that's bad. At some point, the motor and the body are going to separate. Well, he has that S54 swap coupe now. Yeah, that's right. That thing looks badass. Those two, they go deep. Yeah, we got to have them on a podcast, talk about the, all kinds of E30 stuff. I just want to hear about swaps. I think that would be a good episode just like that that minutia there's like still such a large community of people that want to do that kind of stuff and those guys have done it so many times mm-hmm. yeah so alrighty, top 10 right. list fantastic chris thank you so much we will tattoo them on the inside of my forearm so <laughs> good idea <laughs> just mostly number one yeah. I, just, like, I, I struggle with that one a lot <laughs> buy the thing you love yeah. but what if you love everything 
That's the problem. It's a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> Out of five, what do you love most? <laughs> it's just prioritization. I can't, do that. I can't do that, man. I can't do that. I love all cars equally. This is my struggle. Yeah. All right. Thank all you right. so much, Chris. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening. Thank you.